Laura, are you waiting for me? I think this volume is good, right, for everybody? Can you still hear you? All right, so I'll get started. Good morning. I haven't been here. I think you've heard the story in the front like four times. I haven't been here in a while. It's really wonderful to be back. I did have a bike accident about a month ago and um, broke my elbow and needed surgery to repair it. So um, I learned two lessons from it. One... Uh, look before you open your car door when you're in parallel parks. That's the big, that's the big one for all of us. And two, um, how important um, kindness and self-care and self-compassion and kindness is when the body goes into fear mode. Has your body ever gone into fear mode with an accident or a surgery or a trauma? So kindness is a big, uh, is a big, huge actually antidote to fear body when that comes, when there's fear and worry and grumpiness and pain. Um, So today's topic actually is holistic kindness as a topic for us uh, as we practice yoga and meditation. Um, So I can't, obviously cannot do the yoga today. So what that means, if I ask you to do something and you can't figure out what I mean for you to do, just make something up. That'll work out. If you don't want to make something up, you can peek around at your neighbor and see what they're doing and copy them, and maybe that will work out too. I think that will be fine. But really the focus in this class, the focus of the yoga is uh, cultivating moment-to-moment attention or presence, and that doesn't depend on what shape your body's in. Um, the, the really, just you can be present and kind in any shape, just sitting here right, right now, present and kind with yourself as the, as the topic. Um, the class, we'll do yoga for about an hour, and then we'll do meditation for about half an hour, and then we'll reconfigure. We'll come closer up to the stage, and I have a talk for us with some discussion today, too, on kindness, holistic kindness, or unconditional benevolence. I think that's a good way to put the topic, too. I don't think I said my name. I'm Ashley Sharp, and it's so good to be back. Who's new? I think there's new people. Raise your hand. Welcome. Welcome to you. And if you could, oh, there's like half of you are new. It's great. If you could um, turn to your neighbor and introduce yourself, reintroduce yourself. You two know each other. I thought it's nice to know who we're practicing next to, right? It's nice to know who we're here with. Um, All right, so let's just get started. Um, You'll find an upright position, sort of uprightness. I'm going to keep my legs like this because it's more comfortable. You don't have to look like you're spiritual. (laughs) Because I don't. (laughs) I don't know why a broken arm means you don't look spiritual. That's kind of an interesting... Anyway, we'll see how that goes. Let's find an uprightness in your spine, however your legs are. And you'll let your shoulders drop just a bit. 
And whether your eyes are open or closed doesn't matter too much. Just have a sense that you're in this room so you can take, on, take, take in the ambiance of the room, uh, the sense of the space and light and temperature and the sounds and the people around you. So it's almost like you're orienting into the space as we arrive. And then melt your shoulders a little bit more. And you'll take a big breath in and a long, slow exhale. And let's do that again. Relax your hands. Relax the outer corners of your eyes. And then take one hand, palm down into the center of the chest. And actually feel the contact there of the hand and the chest meeting. Uh, I have a friend who had an injury recently, and she said that she always did this with me at the beginning of class, but now she can actually feel it. So see, invite yourself. It might not happen, but invite yourself to actually feel that sense of contact and support and care. I'm sure that you care for your body, for your life, for this world. So you can connect to that sense of care. We come to yoga and meditation to support ourselves, to support each other. So may this class be to your highest good. Uh, So that when you leave, you have more resiliency, more capacity to offer wisdom and compassion to the world. Let's take a big breath in and out. All right, and then bring your hands to namaste. It's prayer shape, palms touching. And we'll chant the sound, om. So om is the sound of the sacred. It's an ancient sound from the Hindu tradition. It's an ancient sound. It's said to be the vibration of the everythingness, the first sound. So we'll, we'll chant that sound just one time. You'll inhale. And then tuck your chin and bring the base of the thumb right up to the top of the forehead. And here we place the body in a a shape of reverence. We're bowing. We're bowing to the body and the heart, bowing to the great resiliency and capacity of the body and the heart, but also just as uh, sincerely and just as importantly bowing to the vulnerability and tenderness of the body and the heart. Because we'll meet both here in our practice, both strength, resiliency, tenderness, vulnerability. And it's part of being a human. Let's take a big breath in. And out. Good. Take your arms up. Hallelujah. Stop. Both arms. I can only do one. You can do two, most likely. Hallelujah. I'm back. (laughs) We're going to do some yoga. Yay. Okay. 
So let's have you come onto your hands and knees. And it's nice to put the um, big square cushion under your knees just for the support of your knees because the wood floor is hard and the mat isn't that thick. So you're going to have the cushion under your knees. And you'll be on the hands and knees. Fingers spread. Good. Okay. And then once you're there, you'll inhale, drop your belly, lift your chin and your chest forward. So belly slides towards the floor, chin and chest come forward. Exhale, pull the navel in, drop the head around the back. Good. That's your pattern. Inhaling and exhaling, just like so. And beginning to bring your attention into the body sensations as you do them. Bring your attention right in to the feeling of having a body this morning. So we're using the practice to wake up, to wake up to our aliveness, to come out of autopilot, to come out of the fear body, and right into a sense of centeredness, our peace, our awakeness, our aliveness. All right, let your spine come to neutral, and then you'll do half dog or puppy dog. So both hands go way forward on the mat, and, or off the front of the mat is fine too, and your hips are high. And I think some of you came in later after I explained I have an elbow injury, so I can't do anything. And if you feel confused about what I want you to do, just make something up. It'll be fine. Or peek at your neighbor and see what they're doing. I'm very interested in how we're practicing yoga, more than that, more interested in that than what we're doing. Because what we're doing is in some ways more incidental than how we're practicing. Our relationship to the body, relationship to experience, relationship to ourself. Let's come up to hands and knees. And you'll shift into child's pose. Your hips go back towards your heels. I think some of you, this will be a little difficult. You might feel stiff. If you're feeling stiff, you're in good company. I took a survey. Everybody told me they felt stiff. Mm, Take a big breath. Mm, Good. And you'll come up to hands and knees. This time, step your right foot behind you on the floor with the toes curled under. And then um, push a little bit into that heel. So you you push the hands forward to shift your weight backwards. And you might get a little bit of an Achilles tendon stretch back there. Keep your head lifted and your chest lifted, yeah, to support your back. Ah, look at that. Nostril hairs blowing in the yoga, breathing wind. All right, and then take your foot, cross it over the midline, over to the left side on the floor, and then peek over your shoulder and look around at it. And you might notice a bit of a stretch somewhere um, there as you do this. Good. Big breath. You got to oxygenate the whole system today. All right, bring the foot back to the midline, and then the knee will come down, and you'll try the other leg. So the left leg steps back. Toes are curled under, and you're pushing a bit just to stretch through the calf. So inner and outer heels pressing back. There's a little lift through the chest, so you're not dumping into the hands. And then take the foot across the midline over to the right side, and you'll peek over the shoulder over there. Peek over there. And you'll take a big breath there. 
Noticing the stretch, refreshing yourself with the practice of yoga. All right, bring the foot back to the midline and bring the knee on the floor. And you'll come back into child's pose to take the weight off the hand. So hips back as far as they go this morning. No further. Let your head drop. So this quality of friendliness, unconditional benevolence that we can begin to cultivate in our hearts, unconditional benevolence and friendliness to what we meet in our bodies, stiff, achy parts. You know, having a body can be painful at times, but can we meet that with kindness? Because the opposite leads to such a sense of um, desolation, our dryness. All right, let's come back up to hands and knees. Hmm. Let's have you stand on your knees. I think that's called kneeling. That's what I've been told. <laughs> Standing on your knees. And then I think I can do a little bit of this one. So you'll step your right foot out to the side. Uh-huh. And then your right forearm comes on your right thigh. And you put weight on it. I'm not doing that, but you can. And the other arm will come up and over. And you might get another little bit of a side stretch. We're going to do some side body today. See the length. We might grow taller even by the end of the class. And for some of you, if it, fe- if it seems helpful and useful, you can let that right hand slide down to the floor, even. If you feel a strain when you do that, just don't. It's not worth the strain. Take a big breath. Ah, okay, come on up. And you'll switch legs. So right leg comes in, and left leg comes out. Uh-huh. Good. And the, the forearm's down and the other arm goes up. I do believe that is your right arm up. Uh-huh. So when we side bend, you might feel for yourself here how your left side is compressing a little bit. It's getting smaller. And your right side is extending. The space between the ribs is expanding. And you can exaggerate that with your breath even perhaps. Okay. And then let's come on up. Bring the knee in, and we're going to be wild. It's Thursday. Let's try downward-facing dog. Let's just give it a whirl. If you're not doing downward dog today, you can do the dog with your knees on the floor, or you could grab a chair and put your hands on the chair so that you're practicing within the body's capacity without judgment of that, allowing the body to be where it is. Take two breaths here. Uh And as you exhale, push your hands down. Good. And then let's move with the breath a little bit, shall we? So knees to the floor, look forward, inhale. And then exhale, child's pose, or in the direction of child's pose, so butt back. Uh Inhale, up to hands and knees. And then exhale, downward dog. I think you can come up and down. Okay. So inhale, knees to the floor. Exhale, hips back. Inhale, hands and knees. Exhale, downward dog. Yeah, something like that is perfect. Uh One more set, one more set. Move with the breath, keep going. So it's like a moving meditation. And our yoga party is going to meet in downward dog. 
So here, let's have, instead of your hands on the cushion, that's not so good for your wrists, keep the cushion more under your knees and the hands on the mat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Now this is going to be awkward. Let's uh, walk the feet up to the hands, right over the cushion, and then hands to the hips, and you'll come all the way up to standing. And we have made it to standing. Oh, very good. Let's inhale both arms. I'm only going to do one, but you're going to do both. Inhale both arms up. Exhale both arms down. Just like so. It's very simple. Inhale. Moving meditation. And exhale. Have a sense of your feet on the floor as you do this one more time. Now this time, bring your hands down the midline to namaste. So both hands will come into prayer shape. Uh Look at your fingertips. And then just gently push your hands together. Like a pound of pressure. Good. Release the hands. Here's your pattern. Inhale, arms up. Both of them up. Exhale, both hands to namaste. So that's your pattern. Do it two more times. And when you get to the exhale and the hands are coming down, use your mind and trace the midline of you. So uh, each time you're exhaling with your mind, you're tracing the midline of you. This is very simple yoga, I understand. But just moving and breathing. Let's have our yoga party meet with the hands in namaste. And you'll um, either have your eyes closed or gaze at your fingertips. Your choice. And then have a sense of the midline of you. Big breath in and out. Good. Hands by your sides. Bring your feet a little bit closer together. And let's exhale, take your butt back and your arms forward. So exhale, both arms will go forward. And inhale, stand up. Mm, Two or three more of those. Exhale. And inhale, just like so. And you'll do it again. Make it beautiful with your attention, like you're making art. Very simple and clear. And our yoga party is going to meet with those knees bent and both arms up. Once your knees are bent and both arms are up, take cactus elbows. So, you know, like Joshua tree cactus elbows, kind of like a little, or maybe robot antenna elbow. I don't know. Weight in your heels. Scoop your belly up. And I'll be back in 10 minutes. (laughs) No, three breaths, maybe two breaths, something like that. This is heating. It's warm in here today. We have a lot of beautiful sunshine. Mm -hmm. Observe the flow of experience. Wake up. Hmm. Okay, come on up to standing. Separate the feet so they're shoulder width, and you're going to fold down to forward fold. So head down, hands down. And if your back is tender, brace your elbows on your knees. Uh-huh. Let your head hang. And you'll take a few breaths here. Ooh, here's a little instruction. What happens? What changes in your body if you shift your weight to your toes just a little bit more? Yeah, don't do so much that you do a forward roll, but just a little bit, weight in your toes. What changes for you? Can you let your head hang from between your shoulder blades? And you'll take one more breath. Okay. Let's step to uh, hands and knees. So you're going to climb down to hands and knees. 
And then once you're down on your hands and knees, you're going to bring your elbows down on the floor and interlace your fingers. And then you're going to step back. I think, step back into plank pose on your elbows. Yeah. This is strengthening. I think you noticed. Did you notice? Plank pose on the elbows. It's strengthening. If you get here and you think to yourself, holy cannoli, because I know that's the language you would use, holy cannoli. If it's too much for you, then put your knees on the floor. It's not worth the strain. You can come back next week. God willing, I will be here. Are you breathing? Building upper body strength. Now, it's not a jaw exercise, as far as I can tell. Okay, and then just plop down on your belly. Plop down on your belly. And elbows can stay where they are. Just lift the chest so that it's a little bit of a sphinx pose. Elbows are down on the floor. Yeah. Uh-huh. Two breaths here. Mm-hmm. And when I give the instruction to breathe, I want you to feel the sensations of breathing. Because then we all know we're breathing. But how do you feel that the breath is happening? All right. And then let's come um, on to elbows and knees. Elbows and knees. And then uh, plank pose. Number two, should it be two of two or two of three? What do you think? It's very healthy, this upper body weight-bearing situation. But really moderate for yourself. Knees can be on the floor as needed. And your body's long like a plank, less like a peak there with your... And your quadricep, do you know your quadricep, your thigh muscles are squeezing? Uh, Lift your head just a little bit. Don't let it sag. Oh, okay. One more breath. Push your elbows down. All right. And then sphinx pose again. Let your hips drop down, chest lifting. Uh So um, make sure your elbows are under your shoulders, not behind. So the upper arm bone. So from the elbow to the shoulder is, what's that word? A perpendicular to the floor. Uh Big breath. Okay. Elbows and knees. We're going to do three of them. We're going to do three of them today. I know. You can give me the evil eye. You know, it's optional. You don't have to do three. Um, Elbows down. Maybe you're doing three. If you're not going to do it, you could do a child's pose or you could lie on your belly. Mm -hmm. So that you're working within your capacity. As far as I can tell, as far as I can tell... Uh, God's not putting down gold stars next to your name for doing this. No, it's healthy if it's healthy, but you'll know if it's too much. Take one more breath. All right, and then let's push back into child's pose. Good, 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 good. And then here, you know, I have a friend who uh, teaches yoga, and she said the first time she went to a yoga class and did this pose, She was like, she was sold. She was sold on yoga forever, like that sense of really curling into herself. See if you can absorb that. Now here's the story for everyone It's not like that, because some of you maybe have hip or knee issues. But you might be able to find that pose that really absorbs you. And if it's not this pose in this moment, can you be kind with yourself about it? Soft, benevolent. Take one more breath. 
All right, and then we're going to come all the way up to standing. I'm not going to give you standing up instructions. I'm going to assume you can manage to stand up by yourself. And we're going to turn and face this side of the room. You're going to be in the front now. You can stay if you want. Yeah? All right, take your feet nice and wide. He doesn't want to be in the front. Uh, Turn your right toes to the right. And bend your right knee of warrior two. Hmm. And you're going to put both arms out parallel to the floor. Good. And we're going to do our little Tai Chi's in the park, which I'm going to do one-handed, but you'll do two-handed. Inhale, right leg straightens, both arms up. Exhale, right knee bends, both arms out. So it's very simple. Can you do two or three more of those? Mm-hmm. Now, when you breathe in, imagine that you could breathe in all the way to your feet. Now, this is a poetic instruction. I know you only breathe in your lung. But when you breathe in, breathe all the way into your feet. Mm-hmm. And then our yoga party is going to meet in warrior two. So the right knee will bend and both arms are out to the sides. Uh-huh. And we're going to side bend. Left hand comes down. Your right arm goes up. So side bend this way. And then here it's another side bend. So you might notice the left side is compressing. On the inhale, can you expand the right ribs a little bit? Mm. Good. Come on up. Turn the right toes in and the left toes out. And you'll bend your left knee. Arms are out to the sides. And then with your breath, inhale. Left leg straightens both arms up. Exhale, bend the knee, both arms out. Good. Keep going. Breathe into your feet and breathe out the top of your head, perhaps. Sense your body moving in space, the entirety of the body. And our yoga party is going to meet with that left knee bent. And the arms are out to the sides. Your right hand comes down and your left arm goes up, so you're side bending towards the back of the room. On this side, the right side is compressing, the left side is extending. On the inhale, can you expand the stretch on the left rib cage? Like you could stretch out the space between the ribs. I don't know that you actually can, but as if you can. Ah, Let's come on up. All ten toes to the long end of the mat. Inhale, the arms out, both arms out to the side. Exhale, right hand down towards the left foot. Inhale, come back up. Exhale, left hand down towards the right foot. And inhale up. Keep going. See if you can soothe yourself with the movement. Smooth yourself with the movement. Hmm. Okay, so this will be the last one. And we're going to meet with your hands at Namaste. Uh, Turn your toes out just a little bit. So hands to Namaste, toes turn out a little bit. Okay, let's give me a star shape. Inhale, both arms up. Exhale, bend your knees, both hands to Namaste. That's your pattern. Inhale. Chest lift, gaze up, 
Hallelujah. Exhale. Hands to Namaste. Two more of those. I'm particularly interested. Keep going. I'm particularly interested for you when your hands come to Namaste for you to feel your midline. Uh And then our yoga party. The next time your knees are bent and your hands are in Namaste, we're going to pause there. And I'd like you, maybe it helps with the eyes closed, I'm not sure. If that makes your balance off, keep them open. But sense this midline of you from pubic bone, navel, sternum, midline throat, chin, nose. Sense the midline of you. Uh And star shape, both arms up. And uh, let's bring the feet together and the hands down. Ah. And then a two-second pause, just standing here. Very simple. Melt your shoulders. Notice that you're standing here. Okay. We'll take the feet back wide. Your right toes turn to the right. Your right knee bends. Your arms are out to the sides. Mm-hmm. Inhale, right leg straightens, both arms up. Exhale, bend the knee, both arms out. Two more. Keep going. You might, as you do this, so all of my instructions are actually invitations that you may or may not accept. I'm pretty sure that you don't accept all your invitations. Let's meet here with the knee bent. Uh, and we're going to side bend to the left. And then straighten the right leg and shift into your triangle pose. Utita Trikonasana, right? Yeah, good. If your neck is tender, look down. Uh And uh, let your top hand float up. And then this invitation instruction, which may or may not work for you, is can you sense the midline of yourself? Here in this pose, even though it's not a very symmetrical pose, but you have like this midline, navel, pubic bone, sternum, right? Like this midline, like a skunk stripe painted with your mind, with your attention. Good. Come on up. Let your arms come down so they get a little bit of a rest. And we'll turn both feet. So turn both feet around. And your uh, left knee will bend And the arms are out to the sides. All right, here we go. Inhale up. And exhale out. Uh Sense your midline if you can as you're moving. So in the yoga tradition, we have this midline. It's sort of uh, similar to spine, but it's not really quite your spine. Let's meet with the knees bent, the left knee bent and the arms out to the sides. Uh And side bend to... The right. Good. Uh-huh. And then you'll straighten the left leg and shift into your triangle pose. Utita Trikonasana. Oh, the other way. <laughs> They're all following you. That's good. <laughs> it's a higgly-piggly class today because I can't do it. That's good. Um, what was I saying about the midline? Oh, the yoga tradition and the, the midline in the yoga tradition is not really quite the spine. So if I dissected you in a sort of Western scientific way, I'm not talking about any midline like that. But in the yoga tradition, there's something called 
the Shashumna Nadi, the central channel. So Nadi is the word in the yoga tradition for channels, for your energy. It's not as foofy as all that, right? It's not as California as energy, but your vitality, right? Your aliveness, your midline. All right, come on up. Uh And adjust your feet so the toes are out just a little bit. And then star shape, both arms up. (laughs) Inhale. Exhale, both hands to namaste, bend the knees. Press your palms together to help you feel the midline. Let's go up again. Inhale. And then exhale, midline. You'll do one more of those. One more of those. So this Shashumna Nadi, this midline, this central channel. Let's meet with the knees bent and the hands at the midline. And again, use your mind. Our minds are so powerful. Sense this midline. Now, in the teaching, this midline is actually said to be like a hollow tube that's empty, that's vast. It's filled with the vast emptiness, or you could say vast everythingness of the universe, right at your midline. Meet your hands there. Good. Straighten your legs. Let your hands come down. Bring your feet together. And then just a five-second pause again here. You might be able to sense the midline of your back here as we stand. Good. Let's open the feet wide. And turn the right toes to the right. Bend the right knee. Let's see, if I turn around, I'm going to be able to show a little more. Okay, so this pattern is side bending, which we did, and then side bending the other way. So the right forearm will be on the thigh, and your other arm will be up over, right? So that's side bend one way, and then side bend the other way. Keep your legs the same. Yeah, good. And you'll go back and forth. If you're confused, just make something up. That will work out on this one for sure. I think for you, can you do um, both arms up and then exhale the left arm down, look down. And then inhale, both arms up and then the right arm down. So it's a side bend for you too. Yeah. Yeah. That one works? Okay. And then our yoga party is going to meet with the right forearm on the right thigh and the left arm up over the head. And then push the left heel down into the floor and reach that left arm up over the head. So you're reaching beyond your physical body on both sides. Nostril hairs blowing in the yoga wind. And it's strengthening this pose. Optional option is to put less weight on the right forearm. Mm. Two more breaths. Okay, now... From here, take both hands to the floor at the back of your mat, one on either side of the right foot. Step back to downward dog, facing backwards. Mm. Mm. Good. Exhale, plank on your hands this time. We're not going to stay. Inhale, dog. Downward dog on the inhale. Uh Exhale, plank. Inhale, downward dog. 
And you're going to do one more of those. Feel the movement in your shoulder joints and your hip joints. Good. It's quite strengthening. It's healthy. Okay, and then walk your feet towards your hands. It's going to be awkward. Nobody said yoga wasn't awkward at times. All right, and then hands to your hips and come on up to standing. Uh-huh, and then here facing backwards. Ooh, almost happened. Both hands to namaste. Uh-huh. Sense your, can you feel your midline? Is that something that's working for some of you? All right. Okay. Good, and then we'll face the sunny side of the room again, left side of the room. Take your feet nice and wide. Turn your left toes to the front of the room. Left knee bends. And then here, we take the left forearm down, right arm up. And then the other shape is side bending the other way, right hand down, and your left arm will go up. And you'll go back and forth here with your own attention Stretching, and you might first bring your attention to uh, the left side and then the right side. So you're alternating your attention side to side here. So we're definitely using our attention to help magnify the power of the shapes. Now, let's meet in this side angle pose, Parsva Konasana, it's called. It's with the forearm down, left forearm down, and the right arm up. And here, lengthen that whole right side of the torso. And you kind of lean a little bit into that right heel. Now, here's, there's more teaching about the Shashumna Nadi, or center channel, that's filled with the everythingness of the universe. I always, when I sense this, uh, have a sense of, Carol and I were talking about this morning about that little space thing that's made it, made it to the end of the universe or the gap what has it made it to the end of the voyager. the voyager right like we have that amount of space inside of us all right take both hands to the floor one on either side of the left foot step back into downward facing dog hmm uh-huh. good exhale plank pose Inhale, dog. Uh Two more of those. Uh Feel the movement in your shoulders. You might sense your midline. Okay, and then we'll meet in downward dog. And you'll walk your feet up towards your hands. Hands to your hips, and you'll come on up to standing. And then hands to midline. Ooh, okay, let's try this. Have your uh, right hand like it's doing half, and your left hand, um, I'll do this as the left hand, is going to be down doing the other half, right? So your hands are at your midline. Some fingers pointing up, some fingers pointing down. Uh So this midline of you is central channel, is said to be your inner wisdom, your inner guru. You know, this word guru is that which brings light, your inner teacher. I'll switch your hands so you have the other hand up and the uh, other hand down. Almost like you could breathe along this inner light. Some of you might have the kind of mind where you could even see light. That's really optional. But this inner teacher, 
this centeredness that we all have. Good. You can release that and uh, step into the middle of your mat. Most of you are at the middle, but some of you need to step back. And we're going to try a balancing pose, warrior three. So you'll step onto the right foot. The back leg is going to lift. Your arms might come up by your head, but for a lot of people, that strains the back. So the arms could come back by the waist. So you're going to step onto the right foot. Your back leg lifts off some amount. Your arms are either towards the front of the room or back towards the back of the room. And you'll see about balancing. The worst is going to happen is you can't balance too much and you have to try again. Good. Stand on two feet. It's easier. Uh All right. It's easier, right? Two feet. Okay. Let's try the other leg. Step onto the left foot. Remember that kind attitude. Good. Stand on two feet. Mm. Have your feet together. And then just like we did earlier, exhale, bend the knees, arms forward. Inhale, stand up, arms down. A couple more of these. And then once the knees are bent, keep the knees bent. Bring the hands to namaste. Uh Imagine that you could pull your whole circumference of your waist into that midline. Mm -hmm. Palms touching. Waist in, palms touching. Good. Stand on up. Arms come down. Okay. Let's have you sit on the bottom. Sit on your derriere. Good. And your legs will extend out in front of you. Hmm. You're going to bend your right knee. And then lengthen your spine. You're going to twist to the right. So towards that side of the room. So you're going to twist around that way. Yeah, you got it. Perfect. Just make something up and they'll follow you and it'll work out. It's a little bit of a twist. Uh-huh. So uh, w- bring your attention down to your lower back and sense your spine. And see if you can sense, trace with your attention your spine as it spirals all the way up, all the way up to the base of the skull. Almost like you were a, a maypole Swirling around the spine. Uh, keep the twist and keep the, keep the body the same and move just your head. Spiral your head. It pivots right on that top of the spine. Pivot the head forward over the front shoulder. So turn your head. Keep the body the same, but the head rotates all the way around. Uh-huh. And what do you notice here? Okay. Now, keep your head where it is and let your body untwist. You're going to keep the legs the same and turn your body to the other side of the room. So legs stay the same and just turn your body around the other side. Uh Okay. And then you'll untwist and we are going to switch legs. 
So the right leg straightens and the left knee bends. Uh, And then we twist to the, the closet side of the room, to the left side of the room. Uh-huh. Good. Good. And then bring your attention to the base of the spine and see if you can feel or sense your way up the spine. And let the, it's like the body is spiraling around, it's like you're your own galaxy, spiraling around. And then your body stays exactly the same, but just your head, it pivots right up under the base of the skull. It pivots around over the front shoulder. You'll turn the head around. Uh, Soften the jaw and the outer corners of the eyes. Good. And then your legs are going to stay the same. Just untwist and spin right around towards the window side of the room. So the legs will stay the same. Mm. Okay, and you're going to untwist. And uh, let's try this. Let's stick your uh, right leg out to the side. Now, this left knee is um, bent like so. Now, I know for some of you, this is going to be uncomfortable for the knee, in which case you can put the cushion or block under the knee. And if that still doesn't help, you can just straighten the leg out. So you can start with some support under the knee. Uh And then uh, if you have a block handy, (laughs) this is my imaginary block, you're going to put it on the inside of your right knee. It's a block. Our cushion will work, too. Cushion will work, too. And you're going to put your right elbow on it. I'm going to do the other side. And you're going to put your head on your elbow. So it would look like this. But I'm doing the other side. So it's something like this. Yeah? Yeah? So it's a little bit of a side bend. You got it? Yeah. You might not like the block by the knee. Okay, and then what about the free hand coming up and over? Yeah. Uh, I think, Sue, your elbow's too close to your body. Move it towards your knee more. Yeah, good. Good. Hmm. And what do you notice here? So can you keep your center, and now I'm starting to talk in a metaphoric term, can you keep your center even when things are awkward or uncomfortable? This is great practice for life. Mm, Okay, so come on up, and you'll switch legs. So I do believe... The right leg out. I don't know. Just switch sides. I might say right and left wrong. All right. And you've got the block maybe under your knee. And you've got another block on the inside. And the elbow can come down. Start without the upper arm going up first. So just go sideways first just a little bit and see what happens. Yeah. Huh. 
And then you can let that upper arm come up, which is the right arm. So you'll keep the left arm down and the right arm up. Yeah. Good. And lots of breathing here into your side body. And again, I know that um, your, your breath only goes in your lungs, but what I mean when I say that is to notice the feelings of the breath and notice the feelings of the side body. And the attention is kind and benevolent. And the breath is silky. Okay, and then come on up. Um, And then um, I want to show you, well, we'll see how it goes, me showing you something. But I want to show you something. So, I'm going to, in a second, have you come on your back like this, all right? And you might need blocks under your knees, but hold on, watch the whole thing. Because then I'm going to have you move your feet to the side and your shoulders to the side, and um, then the arm will come up. So you see how I've got a little bit of a side bend on one side and the other side's extended. Now, you might need something under your knees to support them, but let's, let's see about doing that. And I'm going to come around. If you're uncomfortable, you've got to let me know so I can help. Okay. And let's do the same side. Let's have the feet go over to the right. So they'll move maybe six inches. You've got to pick them up and scooch them over. Uh-huh. And then pick up your head and shoulders and move them a bit to the right. Good. And then see about your left arm coming up on the floor up over your head. Ah, okay. Yeah, is it doable? Now I'm going to come around the room and you're going to tell me if you need a little help figuring it out. Yeah, feet go over that way too. The feet go to the right side too. So you pick up. Mm, you pick, let's see, a picture is worth a thousand words, isn't it? That's why it's better if I were doing it so the feet go like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is the sun okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And have this knee open. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah? Um, it looks like you're, no, the knees are open away from each other, just okay. like that. Do you feel something? In my shoulder. Okay, that's good. Does the arm come to the floor over there, or is it too much on your shoulder? Okay. Uh, One more breath. Now, bring your top arm down, and get your shoulders and your feet back to the midline. So you have to scoot yourself back to the midline. Uh Uh-huh. And then let's take the feet over to the left side. Remember, knees are wide, bottoms of the feet touching. And the shoulders over to the left side. And the right arm on this side will come up. Good. Yeah? Okay. Yeah? Okay. And then for those of you that uh, are in a sun patch, if it ends up being too much, you, uh, I, you can sometimes if you turn your head to the other side of the mat, that can help. 
or just move your mat completely because the sun patches this time of year are strong. Can this knee open out and this arm goes on the floor? Yeah. Uh, Soften your low belly. Okay, that's good. Let's have you straighten back out and you'll pull your knees into your chest. Mm. Mm. Have a sense of the floor rising up to meet you. And then let's place both feet on the floor. And we'll come into bridge pose. So the feet will be hip width apart with the ankles under the knees. Uh-huh, and the hands will be down by your sides. And you'll lift your hips up. Uh, So you have a sense of standing on your feet. This is strengthening for your back body, for your derriere, the lower back, the back of the legs. It's said to be fairly uh, calming, restorative also um, for the nervous system. But that actually, all those type of things you should check out for yourself. Actually, anything I say, anything any teacher says. Check out for yourself and see if it matches your experience. One of the things I love about uh, meditation and this Buddhist practice is that the path has taken me on a progression of more and more inner trust and confidence. It's like we, we hear the teachings and then we verify in our own experience. And trust our own inner wisdom our own guru inner light let's bring the hips down and then once your hips are down take two slow deep breaths let the breath refresh you And then one more shape before we do our final relaxation, that happy baby. Do you know this one, dead bug? So you show your feet to the, bo- to the ceiling. And uh, some of you can reach your feet. Some of you can reach your ankles. Some of you can reach your knees. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Knees will be bent. Uh-huh. And feet are uh, wide, shoulder width or wider. Uh-huh. Soften the belly so the belly can receive the breath. One more breath here. And then you'll um, stretch yourself out. It's time already for your final relaxation. Now, I know for a fact that um, it's not relaxing for everybody to lie stretched out, and that might be the case for you today. doesn't mean something's wrong with you or you've done something wrong. It's just what happens to our human hearts sometimes. If you feel like you're going to be chilly, do take the time to put your socks or sweater on. And for some people, lying flat is uncomfortable, so you could put the... 
a cushion under the knees or a pillow under the head. And then here, make no effort. Make no effort. There's nothing to achieve. Relax your eyes and all of the little muscles around your eyes. Relax the skin on the right cheekbone, the left cheekbone, your right nostril, your left nostril. The hinge of the jaw. The line of the chin, the line of the jaw to the tip of the chin, and then your lips, soft and fleshy lips, inside of the mouth, Your windpipe, your esophagus settles back and down.
If you feel peaceful, now you might not feel peaceful, but if you do happen to feel peaceful, savor that. Take a deep breath. You'll bend your knees one at a time and place your feet on the floor. And roll to your right side. And... um, You'll make your way to a seated position. So we're going to shift directly into meditation. Um, If you'd like to sit on a chair, just go up, get a chair. You don't have to stay on the floor. It's not more spiritual on the floor. If the sun's in your face, unless you like it, you might want to shift. I checked. (laughs) You can just leave your mat. So with as little rigmarole as possible, just sitting into meditation. We can deal with the mats later and the props later. going to offer an alternate nostril breath, uh, a breathing practice here at the beginning of the meditation. You're not required to practice it. If it feels extraneous or stressful, um, don't. That's fine. And the technique is said to be a technique to help us balance um, uh, alertness and ease. So if we're too alert, we're actually verging towards anxious. And if we're too at ease, we're sleepy. So this is said to balance those two energies, or active-passive. If you have a favorite way to do it, do it that way. Um, I like to teach it where you're using both hands. So both hands will take the index finger and thumb, and you'll use the other three fingers. It'll be both hands. I can't show the other hand, but the right hand will close the right nostril and the left hand, the left nostril. So um, the hands will be on the legs in between. And you'll find your uprightness. 
And then you'll pick up your right hand, close your right nostril, and inhale left. And then you switch hands and exhale right. Inhale this same side and switch hands. Exhale left. Okay, so inhale the same side, and you're always switching after the inhale. So switch, and you do your exhale just at your own pace and your inhale, and you switch after the inhale. So I'm going to leave it up to you to work at your own pace, always switching after the inhale. And you'll have your breath be not too slow and not too fast. So you'll notice if the breath is too slow or too fast, it can be aggravating to your system. Always switching after the inhale. And then add your mind. So when you're breathing through the right nostril, let your mind sense the right side of the body. Always switching after the inhale. When you're breathing through the left nostril, sensing the left side of the body. Keep going, always switching after the inhale, balancing, centering. And then just a few more moments. And you'll finish up. And just let your breath return to spontaneous and natural. Sense the midline of you. Remembering that it's less important what happens during the meditation and more important how we're relating to it. So we don't have control over what happens to us. But we can work with a kind attitude, a benevolent attitude. So how you're relating to what happens. So Inviting a little softness and kindness today. Not being too worried about a perfect meditation.
and relax your shoulders. Float your spine up. Relax the eyes. You'll notice that the mind has the habit to think. This is natural. It's like the stomach digests. So when you notice thinking, thank your mind. It's trying to take care of you. Bless the thoughts. And then come back to the breath. Let your mind rest in your heart.
Just remember that you're sitting here. This moment.
Okay. Good job, yogis. So um, next, we're going to come a bit closer up here. So you can roll up your mat. If you want to stay on the floor, we're going to make two semicircles. The first one will be people on the cushions on the floor, and the second will be people in the chairs behind them. Um, And you can fold up or roll up your mats. It's a little too close. A little too close. Yeah. You haven't been before here. I'll get up and help us. That's about good, I think. Who had thoughts during the meditation? (laughs) All right. So um, at this point in the class, we have uh, another time to share our names as an opportunity to learn each other's names. Um, So you'll say your name. And I think today let's do um, just a one or two word check-in. There's uh, a lot going on in the world this year somehow and a lot going on right now and then it's holiday season too so I just want to hear how you're doing with uh, yourself and your life just like a one or two word check and maybe how the heart is or how the mind is and I think uh, Carol can you start but I'm going to give you the mic yeah my name is Carol I'm doing great. Oh. (laughs) Maya, and I would like it to rain. (coughs) 
and I'm Rochelle, and I'm from Florida. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just a beautiful space that you have here. Uh-huh. And so I'm just feeling joyful, peaceful, loving. Mm. Thank you. I'm Caroline, and I'm just feeling calm and peaceful and grateful to live so close to this place. Hi, mm. I'm Mary Beth. Um, I'm feeling anxious. My husband has a um, very serious medical diagnosis, and I'm here mm. to fortify myself. Yes. Hi, my name is Kelly, and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Not quite sure. That was good. That works. The, the question is just how you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Hi, my name is Lori, and I'm also very grateful to be here. My name is Ula, and um, I'm in post-retreat uh, mode. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little high. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Jennifer. Um, I am on holidays. I have a lot of gratitude for being here at Spirit Rock, and I feel very much at ease. Okay. My name is Nola, and I'm feeling very blessed. My name is Julian, and I'm feeling content and transformed by this practice. I'm Sandra, and... um, I feel calm now, but I've been feeling heartbroken Mm. about the world. Yeah. My name is Sue, and I'm feeling gratitude for having the class and having a spirit rock space to be in as a point of refuge now. My name's Devorah. I'm happy to have returned. Haven't been here in a while. And I'm uh, working with relationship grief right now. Mm. Just moving through that. Uh, my name is Amy, and I feel good. Grateful to be here. Um, happy to be here today. Hi, my name is Renee, and I'm feeling very humbled and a lot of gratitude as well. My name is Jeannie, and I'm extremely tender. Mm. Uh, my name is Claudia, and I am feeling very scattered and uh-huh. overwhelmed by all of the detail of this holiday season yeah. and the world at large. Yeah. And then, can we pass it all the way back? I think, Nancy, you didn't say your name. <laughs> We wouldn't want to leave anybody out. I'm Nancy. I'm grateful for Ashley being back. Me too. (laughs) I'm grateful that my health has gotten better. And Meta, I don't know what the word is for all the people going through the fires in Southern California like we did up here. Namaste for all of those people. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we can just put the mic down. Yeah. Let's leave it on because it's too hard to get off and on. 
yeah, we'll just leave it. It should be fine. I'm Ashley, and um, I'm feeling a whole bunch of different stuff. Mostly predominant is so happy to be back here because I've been gone for a month, and um, it's really lovely to be back. And, and then a mix of stuff about the fires. The world this year seems so intense. And actually, my personal life, too, to be quite candid, has been um, fairly... I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. So it just this year has been like, wow, like, wow. This is why we practice, actually. Because at times, like, when the times are harder, it's nice to have a practice that you can fall back on when you're feeling tender or whatever, the heartbreak, right, whatever is going on for you, that we can come together and um, and talk about love and talk about kindness and talk about the cultivation of the heart and wisdom and compassion, that we have the opportunity to come together for that is really amazing and actually, quite honestly, life-saving, right, at times, at those times when we really need it. So I'm grateful that you are all here, I'm grateful for Carol driving me so I can get here, um, and just to, to be back, it just feels like such an honor and a privilege. And I wanted to talk this uh, week on, you know, my one of my honestly favorite topics and what uh, one of the reasons that I actually started a Buddhist practice was the teachings around loving kindness. The Pali word, which I'll probably say will come out of my mouth, is metta. So that might come out, but loving kindness. Um, although loving kindness, I think for some people is a little confusing, especially in our culture. We have like uh, Celine Dion and the power of love, and I'm, I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about I'm talking about unconditional benevolence, or you know, really that which is underneath the substratum of all religions, right? Like that without this quality of metta or unconditional benevolence, there would be no Buddhism, right? It's this substratum that's here. And um, I, I just found that coming to this practice so inspiring, these teachings around it. There's so many teaching metaphors. There's a teaching metaphor where this quality of unconditional benevolence it's said to be like the shade of a beautiful old tree. I always imagine an oak tree, like an old, beautiful, big oak tree on a very hot day. And that this quality of kindness is for everybody. Anybody can come under the shade of the tree and feel that coolness, like that, that sense of relief, that sense of kindness, this quality. And then um, there's a, from the scriptures, from the texts, there's a quote from the Buddha about this quality. Um, Even as a mother protects her life, oh, wait, I said it wrong. Even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish, cherish all living beings. Oh, what an ideal, right? Like, what an ideal to practice towards that, that um, each of us has within us the capacity to cherish all living beings in the same way you might cherish your only child with your body. I, this is so inspiring to me. And then there's other teachings that um, we can cultivate this quality, that it's innate to each of us and that it's actually a quality that we can cultivate. And the, the teaching metaphor around this is like, um, like when we go in a walk in the fog and um, we just start walking in the fog and you don't notice, 
but eventually you become completely pervaded with the water and you become soaked. But at first you might not notice. And so in the same way, the teaching is that you begin to cultivate this quality of benevolence and kindness, and you might not notice at first, but eventually you'll become saturated with it, soaked through, soaked through the all of us. So these are um, very sort of high aspirations, yes? Um, but then, like, what's the reality, the day-to-day reality? Because, you know, I don't know, is your heart like that all the time? My heart is not like that all the time. <laughs> and so... Um, like the like this sort of aspirational thing, but then like the nitty gritty, like the everyday. So I'm not going to talk a lot about my elbow and my accident, but I did notice one of the big lessons for me. I did notice I had it was an accident, so it was a sudden thing, and there was some trauma, and I uh, it's like I lost my unconditional benevolence and went into fear body. Like I was very afraid and like. What if they can't fix my elbow? What if my wrist is broken? Was this a good doctor? You're familiar with this kind of fear, and the mind is just... And then a lot of aversion. Why is this happening to me? I don't like this. I don't want this to be happening. And I felt so um, disconnected from this quality of benevolence. And um, somebody said to me, and this was, this was actually the beginning of the turning point. She said, she's like, I heard a Dharma talk. So this is me quoting my friend, quoting another Dharma teacher. But it was brilliant. It was in a text message, and it was just the thing. And she said that this Dharma talk said, I don't even know who the original teacher was to credit them, but sometimes we have to be okay with not being okay. Like, that's just it, right? Sometimes we have to be okay with not being okay. That's how it is. We have scary things happen to us. Our hearts break. Houses burn down. And so uh, sometimes we have to be okay with not being okay. And you know what that did for me? It's very interesting. It brought a little bit of this unconditional benevolence back. A little bit of like, oh. Like, this is a hard situation. It's not the hardest thing I could have lost my brain, my person. I mean, so much worse could have happened. But actually, that kind of teaching, that kind of wisdom teaching about it could have been so much worse, actually wasn't skillful. Because it was, it was actually, I was discounting the fear that I was in, and I wasn't offering kindness to the place I was in, which was not okay. Right? So that kind of, the shift for me was being okay with not being okay. Being kind So how I was relating to, the healing comes in how we're relating to the circumstance. I had an accident. How do I relate to it? How do I relate to my experience and the pain? That's where the healing comes. And that when we're lost, when we're lost in fear and when we're lost in uh, irritation and aversion, we've lost this kind of kindness with ourselves. And that we can remember and begin to cultivate. So instead today of talking about this sort of aspirational, uh, overflowing heart love for all beings, I want to talk about like just the nature of like everyday life and can we cultivate for ourselves and how do we do this, this sort of kind heart. Kind heart with getting the dishes done and getting the kids to school if you have kids, and like, how do we deal with being okay when we're not okay? Can we have a kind heart there?
So uh, a heart brimming with love is indeed an attractive ideal. Yes, it's very attractive. But what's more important is the, the breadth of application, the sort of everyday thing. So I'm not talking about the peaks of loving kindness today. I want to talk about this, like, every day. How are we relating to everything? You know, um, uh, the mind can get trapped by fear and greed and hatred and delusion. But on the other hand, it can have a quality of kindness. And it's, I I like the word kindness rather than love, because I'm just talking about a kind of gentleness, a kind of, like, oh... Like a sense of kindness and softness. Like it's like this. We would prefer it to be otherwise, but it's like this. So um, the main issue is really how the mind is relating to what happens. And if you think about it, or actually if you begin to investigate your experience, we're always relating to everything. We're actually even relating to ourselves. Like everything is always about the other person or how we are self. Like we're relating to ourselves. I um, was with a friend the other day, and I'm really tuned into this right now around um, being judge, judging about being anxious. And she had just this dear friend of mine. She had just bought a car, and she didn't. She doesn't have a partner, and she has in her mind that if she had a partner, it would help to talk the decision through with someone. And it's a huge purchase buying a car. And she was really anxious about it, but she had already bought the car. She said she had to buy the car because I asked her to give me a ride somewhere, so she needed a ride, which I thought was hilarious. She bought the car the day before I asked her for a ride on the next day. So she got the car. She's like, I was so anxious. I couldn't sleep last night, even though I already bought the car. Like, the deed was done. And she went into, like, a sort of, I shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't be this way. It's stupid. It's just a car. I can I can sell it if I need to. It's, I already bought it. And I thought to myself, oh, like, don't we all do this to ourselves at times? We should be different. And isn't that in itself not kind? Like, there's, it's a, like a little judging. And it can get quite subtle, and it can be really big. But it doesn't actually help her stop being anxious or me stop being anxious and fearful, right? Like, sometimes we just have to be like, okay, this is how it is. This is how it is right now. Can I relate to it with kindness? Now, that doesn't mean that we don't do our work to work on our anxiety and heal our hearts. But instead of coming from an idea of we should be a certain way, it's coming out of a kind of care for the system to keep it healthy, as healthy as possible. Do you see the difference? Like, I have to be this way. I shouldn't be this way. I must. It's like white-knuckling it through rather than like, oh, wow, maybe some therapy would be in line for this right now out of kindness. There's a difference. It's a different flavor um, in how we're approaching ourselves, this kind of kindness. So how we approach ourselves and how we approach others, too. You know, we do this to others, to people that we love. We have this idea that they should be a certain way. Has this happened to you? And that's actually not very kind because they're how they are. And again, I'm not talking about having clear adult communication around what your needs are, but this kind of assuming that somebody should be different or should have done something different or should know, like, because we're always relating to the other. And can we bring kindness into how we're relating? So, um, so this quality of kindness releases other beings 
It releases others from being the objects of our projections. Hmm. It releases others from being the object of our projection. Um, Lust and idealism. It allows others to not be the way I want them to be for me. It allows them to be themselves. It's such a beautiful gift, and it has um, respect in it, respect for the way things are. And there's a kind of kindness in it. So... It's the same for ourselves. When we hold ourselves with the mind, with the heart of goodwill, we don't have to feel intimidated and compelled to prove ourselves. We have all been small, weak, and stupid. Is there anybody here who has not been small, weak, or stupid at one point? Right? Like, it's part of being a human. It's part of being a human. Um, We've been um, awkward adolescents made a mess of things, lied, cheated, and maybe even killed? I don't know. Yet we have changed, right? It's not actually who you are, these small things. These were all visitors. They're not who you are. They're visitors. They come, we misbehave or whatever, cause harm to ourselves and others, and then they go. But it's not who you are. Our current responsibility is one of cultivating virtue, like wholesomeness, right? Our current responsibility is not to drag ourselves through the mud again and again and again for years for that thing that happened or for how we are. Our responsibility is now to turn towards and cultivate kindness for ourselves. We actually can't really improve. There's a, I talk about this woman, Kristen Neff, and she's written a book on self-compassion, and she's, she teaches in this tradition. She's amazing. And she talks about, she's done a lot of research about, we actually don't improve our behavior by putting ourselves down and moving into a shame spiral. That that doesn't help us step forward into the cultivation of wholesomeness. That our responsibility is to then turn our hearts now, in the present moment, to cultivate kindness and discernment and to begin to let go of the burden of guilt and denial. And one of the ways we do this is the cultivation of metta, of kindness, of benevolence and respect. So there's, um, in this tradition, and I think some of you know this, there's uh, one way, there's many ways, but there's a very common way in this tradition where we cultivate metta, where we do phrases. You might have heard this, where we wish well to ourselves and we wish well to benefactors, like someone who's a teacher or someone who's really helped you. And then we move out and we wish well to someone we don't have much feeling for one way or the other. And then we start to move out to difficult people too. So it's a training of the heart and you can go on meditation retreats where you're just doing this all day from rising in the early morning to bed late at night all day going through these categories and cultivating goodwill and um, I recommend that it's a beautiful practice it's a very healing practice Um, but there's other ways to do it too and this other way that I want to talk about today is very simple is to begin to notice and we need mindfulness for this which is why we practice mindfulness meditation so we can build up the mindfulness muscle, um, is to begin to notice uh, moments of kindness that happen all the time. You can do this in your life. This is your homework. I'm giving you homework. To notice, like somebody opens the door for you, come off of automatic pilot and actually notice it. Someone gives you a ride 
actually know, right? Like there's so many little kindnesses all the time. And so um, to reflect on that, maybe at one, one time every day to reflect on that, like, oh, yeah, like these little kindness. And then I was also thinking, y'all need sunglasses here. <laughs> yeah, you can move. Yeah. Yeah, just come. I don't know if it's going to help all the way because she's got it in her face too. It's it is this in the winter. It's great in the summer, but the winter the sun in here is quite strong. Yeah, you would think, but oh, but now you're in it, Kelly. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it's like a little break in the talk. <laughs> you can open your eyes now. It's good. <laughs> Won't get a headache from the bright light. Right? Little kindnesses. Like, just take care of yourself sometimes and move. Get your sweater, like, if you need it, right? Like, just, we take care of ourselves. Anyway, so, um, and then also, um, because of this injury, I've been really um, noticing and reflecting on all the, the like, actually bigger kindnesses that have been quite um, life-changing. And so I, the question for you all, and we're going to go into groups, and the, the question for you all to discuss is um, um, time in your life where someone was kind to you in a way that uh, changed things for you. And it doesn't have to be, like, the most biggest thing, right? But, like, um, my husband has cooked every single meal for me for a month now. That's phenomenal. I think we ate out twice. But aside from that, like, that's really amazing. And then I was asking him about it, like, what was a kindness that made a big impact on your life? And he said, back when he was young, he was, uh, well, I guess you'd probably still say he is a hippie, but at any rate, he was a hippie. He was an artist and still is an artist in his uh, 20s. And um, he was uh, living in his van and trying to make art, and somebody invited him to live in their house. And that was a big deal for him. And he stayed, actually, I think, for like a year. And so I think, like, there are these moments that we all have where we receive kindness. Now, I was thinking about this, and I was like, oh, it might be easier a question to ask you all when you gave some kindness to somebody. Because actually, there's something in our culture about receiving help that's a little more difficult to admit. But I'm choosing the harder question for you. Like, is there something that you can think of in your life where you received a kindness that actually made a difference for you, that made a difference? Okay, that's the question. Do you have, does that make sense? So we're going to go in groups, I think, of four. So, like, the four of you, there's four, one, two, three, four, and one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and then a group of three. Okay? So let's turn. They'll make groups of four, and it's okay if, I, if you don't go with who I pointed at. Just find a group of four. And get each other's names. Yeah. Yeah, make sure you're not in the sun. Okay, 
So did you get everybody's names? Get your names so you know each other's names. Okay. So it's, this isn't going to be timed, and, and somebody has to speak for two minutes, and you have to fill the time. It's not going to be like that. Oh, it's confidential. Actually, can we all agree to that? Confidential? You won't go home and say to your partner, oh, so-and-so said this, right? Like, it's confidential, and we won't talk about each other later. Confidential, we can agree to that. Um, and um, it's just whoever wants to go first can speak, and we have maybe seven or eight minutes total so you can self-regulate, because some people like to share a lot, and some people like to share less. But, so make sure everybody gets a chance. Make sure everybody gets a chance, but you'll just take turns as you'd like. So it's a little bit of a normal conversation. Okay? Does that make sense? Is there any questions about it? So share a time when there was a kindness that really meant something for you. And, oh, there's one more instruction. Feel it, if you can feel it for yourself, like how it impacted you. And maybe when you're listening, actually, see if you can sense into that. So we're, we're all tuning in to the awesomeness of kindness, because it's a pretty powerful, awesome thing. Okay? Let's give it a whirl. Whoever wants to go first.
So we're about halfway through our time, halfway through. And you can set your intention that, you know, okay, well, today I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah have longer. Exactly. And so you. They're realistic, I guess. 
So just a cup, uh, just a moment more, not too much more time. So thank your group. Thank your group. And we'll turn back. Oh, and the microphone is some, yeah, Nancy. Is there anybody who has comments about how that went or what you learned or? One thing. Oh, take the mic. Yeah. One thing that's probably not surprising since we're all here, but um, (laughs) there was a lot of expression of how much yoga has made a a difference Uh. and been a kindness uh, in in people's lives, you know, and I think everyone in my group you know, they may have had their own thing, but they said, yeah, that's true. That has been a great kindness. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, so sh- uh, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, so she was saying that yoga has been a great kindness to the people in her group, like as a, 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 a healing. I mean, I, she didn't use the word healing, but the practice of yoga. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you- this is on. Oh, maybe. Here, if you, can you bring, I'm sorry, I'm... <laughs> Oh, it's not on. That's why you couldn't hear. Oh, I hear it now. I can take it to someone if you want me to. It's it's not quite all the way on. Well, I think it's on. Anybody else? It's time for a comment or two. Yeah. Um, well, it wasn't me, but it seemed like the peop- a couple of people in our group, and, and it were referring to times in their life when they were, um, you know, in transition and didn't have a place to live, either changing jobs or changing locations. And Mm -hmm. friends and family just took them in and opened their house to them and said, you can come and stay with us. And that's really a big deal. Yeah. Because a lot of people couldn't do that. Yeah. And, you know, I've been actually expected to sometimes people to just take me in for one night and they've said, oh, no, we like our privacy. You know, yeah. we don't want it. And it was very hurtful to me. Yeah, yeah. So that's a little bit why we're doing this exercise, to actually appreciate those kindnesses. It can draw us, because um, when we're not doing well, it's like a kind of, like it's turning in an obsession around that self. And so this is a little bit to break that. It can shatter that a little bit to remember that, that there's kindness, right? So it's, it's like we can open up the view just a little bit. Yeah. Is there another one? Maybe one more. Let's, yeah. Yeah. such a good example of what we're talking about that happened last week for me. And I think focusing on the kindness of others completely changed my experience um, of what had happened. So I... I had worked two nights. I hadn't slept at all. Um, you know, it was busy nights. And I came out. I was in San Francisco. And I came out to my car, and the window had been just shattered and <laughs> smashed in. And I don't usually leave things in my car, but I had planned to do some, 
things that morning, and I had tennis rackets, like things I actually cared about. And, you know, I'd been just smashed and taken, and I was exhausted. I was just ready to go move on with my day. And, you know, I sort of caught myself in this mindset of, gosh, if only I hadn't, you know, left those things. Like, just kept going through all the if onlys, you know, I wouldn't be in this position. But then I just paused, you know, like there was a, a campus policeman who just, who filed the report for me and really saved me considerable time with doing that. And, um, you know, I could see, like, all the people just really going out of their way. I was saying someone had found my badge from her in general over by San Francisco General, and it really could have been an issue if that had been taken, but, like, went out of their way to track me down and, you know, let me know that it was there. And so I could see all this kindness, and I think at the same time I could just look at the person who was in the position that felt like they needed to do that and have right. compassion for them. And that really just changed my right. whole experience to have that compassion. Like, what must that be like to feel like this is how right. you have to? Right. And how hard must that be to live that way every day? And I think really focusing on the kindness of others, you know, including the insurance people and right. how much they helped me really yeah. just completely changed yeah. that experience into a positive one. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. So that's all we have time for. It seems like we could keep going, actually. I like finding myself thinking of more things that I want to add, but we have next week. It'll, more Dharma will be revealed. Um, so uh, if you uh, have the capacity to help us just put the cushions away when we leave, I'm going to do a short announcements and then a brief, like, 30-second official close. So the announcements are, help us put the chairs and cushions away. If you haven't paid, there's a basket in the chair back there. Make sure you pay. And are we still looking for volunteers? Yeah, if you want to help with the class, if you could come a little early and stay a little late, um, just let Laura at the desk know. You don't have to do it every week. There's a sign-up sheet, and you can just sign up. It's an online thing. You can sign up, and you get the class as payment for that um, in trade. And um, I'm glad to be back. I think that's all the announcements. So let's have an official close of today's class. Hmm. So um, let's bring a hand onto the chest. So may you be safe and protected. And may you be as healthy and strong as possible. May you know peace. And may you be held in a great ocean of compassion. If there are any blessings from this practice, any goodness arising, let's offer that out into the world. May all beings everywhere know peace and the causes of peace. So thank you. Um, I hope to see you next week. Knock on wood. <laughs> Come again.
but um, I was supposed to come back last week, but oh. I wasn't ready. You just oh. look kind of you okay? I probably got to know. Yeah, I had elbow surgery. Oh. Yeah. I was just amazed how you were teaching class. I was like, God, I wonder if she's really enjoying this or not. <laughs> to help right now I feel just need to be active. I think mm -hmm. probably just putting the props away you can ask. Yeah, I think there's a lot of help. I think okay. I think you mentioned that. Yeah, I wasn't I sure. David, yeah. I know. I called yeah. him yesterday. Actually, I haven't talked to him in years. Ah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because the, I have a lot of. I want to connect with you more around this stuff and what you're doing in East Bay and who we know. Uh -huh. But right. I don't have the energy now. I gotta okay. go, go eat. Yeah, go eat. I, got, I brought my energy. yeah. I brought my camper okay. van, which is also my work truck. So okay. I took enough stuff out of it. I can Oh, that sounds so nice, exciting. right? Like a nap and a food Yeah, yeah. So, do you mind if I email it? Can I email it? Yeah, email it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I know it might have been a little bit surprising because I just, you know, I'm a networker. And I yeah, find no, that's things right. I like. I just yeah. you gotta watch it's nice it. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk to you about bringing my. I have an employee, and I'm an electrical contractor. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah. thing because it's not so far away. Right. Will is funny. And yeah. So are you though.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.